Blog Talk Radio. everyone, and welcome to the Diva of Days of Our Lives. We are happy to welcome Teo Penglis to our show. Um, he's going to be discussing his new podcast, Last Treasures. Teo has been passionate about this project for 20 years. Uh, Lost Treasures premieres September 5th on all major media social platforms and is in four parts, airing every two weeks. Teo has appeared on Days of Our Lives for over 40 years and has been nominated twice for a Daytime Emmy. We have seen him on many TV series over the years, and most notably, Mission Impossible. Teo is also a very gifted storyteller and author who has has had two books published, Places, The Journeys of My Days, My Lives, and Seducing Celebrities One Meal at a Time. So get those questions ready. I see we have a lot of callers. Um, So please join us and talk to Teo. You can call in at 914-338-1239. Hello? Hello, is this Teo? Yes. Hi, Teo. Um, it's, it's, it's nominated for three Emmys, not two. <laughs> three? Oh, did I get? Oh, my goodness. Oh, you'll just have to beat me, Teo. Yes. I missed that. I'm sorry. Oh, my. Oh, God. I forgot the about that last knows, one. Yes, the woman who knows everything. Just that, yeah, I yet? missed that. Can, can anybody you can, you can. Oh yeah, there's people here waiting to talk to you. Oh, okay. Can you so can, can you hear me that. okay? Yeah, I can. Can you Very hear me all? Yeah. Oh, okay. You sound just a little kind of muffled, but okay. I think it's okay. Can you hear me, Papa? Uh, yes, Terry. Can you hear him? Okay. Yeah, Terry, you sound a little muffled. I don't know if you have the speaker right, on. I'll get to the other side. Speaker? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Much better. There's that voice. I am exhausted, I have to tell you. That last interview just took a lot out of me. I knew it. I said, whoa, he's, and you've been very, very busy these last couple weeks, I know, getting your podcast um, put together. Um, you've done a lot of interviews, so I suggest people go out, Google your name, and all your interviews should come up. So they'll be able to to do that. So um, if you want to talk to people right away, I can just get people on, and you can get talking to them, okay? And they can ask you questions. How's that? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah remind good? people too. There are other people waiting. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, let's see. Oh my goodness! I do have a long, long line of people here. 
Um, I think this is um, Kurt. Kurt? You know Kurt. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Yes. Kurt? Is that you, Kurt? Hey, how are you doing? Hi, Kurt. How are you? I, I can imagine. I'm doing great. Thank you very much for asking. Um, just wanted to ask you a quick question, and it doesn't have anything to do with your podcast coming up, which I'm looking forward to, as I'm sure most of us are. I wanted to ask you a quick question about Barry Humphreys. I know he lost a great guy recently, and uh, and I know you've worked with him before. I, I wanted to know, was there anything, any stories or anything you could tell us about Barry that somebody might not know? I was a big fan of Barry's, and I know you're both from Australia, and I know you both have worked together. But uh, just kind of curious how you guys had met and, and how you got together and what kind of work you did together. Um. Well, I, I first met him when I went into casting, and uh, after I went in a couple of times, they said that Barry Humphreys would like to meet you, which was a good sign. And so I met him at a restaurant, and I was telling the story in another interview today. He came in with a hat and a cape, looking very eccentric, and um, he sat at the table. He looked me up and down, checked me out, and then he says, you'll do. And, uh, and that's how we started. And we got along really well. Um, not to say that, you know, even though I was best man at his wedding, I mean, I was, there was a lot of drama there. Uh, because, um, you know, he was very demanding in many ways. Um, he's, he's not the warmest person in the world because he doesn't trust easily. Um, right. But, you know, he's, as a person not as Dame Edna, but as Barry Humphreys, he was really reserved. And uh, yeah. when he invited me for dinner, he sat me next to the Prime Minister of Australia. And I remember he had a great collection of art. Uh, but when he came over here, I threw a dinner party for him, and um, I toured for three weeks doing publicity for Les Palace and Saves the World. And and then I saw him quite a few times uh when he was here or when he was in New York, I went to see him on Broadway and I saw him out here and I hadn't seen him in 10 years. And I went backstage and um, I said, listen, he doesn't know I'm here, but is it okay if I come backstage? So they went backstage and checked with him and they, they gave me uh, the okay to come in. And I went past and in the line were all these movie stars waiting. Um, and as soon as they saw that I was going ahead of them, they all raced out of the line and charged up because they all wanted to have a moment with him. And I remember how when he came out, you know, he had so many people there. I remember him saying, hello, Teo, it's so wonderful to see you. Big hugs. And then he went to the next person. And and that was it, you know, the funniest man. Um, and I used to write with him in the back of his limousine jokes. He was going on the shows and he wanted ideas and it was interesting the way he would uh he would make make up his jokes. He was a very clever writer and you he was nobody's fool. You never made a fool of Barry Humphreys, even when they someone tried to take a picture of him when he was shaving and it was dressed up as Dave Bender, he he really gave it to them. So <laughs> all you know, he was it was uh I really was very sad when it was, it was because he was in, he was in great mind and spirits. I heard it was unfortunate, you know, how he passed. It was un, very, very. Uh, I guess it was just supposed to be a routine hip surgery, 
But I always found it fascinating just the the difference between his character and himself as the person and just just how endearing he was as Dame Edna and just how likable he was and just how believable he was. And that's just, I guess, you know, uh, that just goes to show you how great of an actor he was because he was just so darn believable as that character. And But he was nothing like that in person, like you said. Yes. No, he was... Um... He was quite serious, actually. You better had a, had a, a good sense of humor, otherwise he was not interested in being. <laughs> he liked, to, you know, he entertained, but he liked to be entertained, and he was very particular about the kind of art you collected because he was a bit of a connoisseur. So, um, yeah, he was a an all rounder. He, I think, he had three marriages. The last one, um, married to one of the most famous poets' daughters. Um, in England, that was a very successful marriage. I think it was for 20 years before he died. But he, uh, he, he was. I mean, it's like with with Joan Rivers. You know, I remember when we had to go, and he had to do some jokes with Joan Rivers, and and uh, he loved Joan. I mean, you know, they were, they she played a big part. She of. played a big part. She played a big part in him being famous. He said, "You must come to America," didn't she? Yes, yeah, yeah. And I saw, you know, he's left so many good good interviews, you know, very funny. Um, I mean, I like British humor the most, you know, yeah. like Little Britain and things like that, because, I don't know, the Brits have a kind of timing in their humor that is, is just kind of almost the absurd, but wonderful. Here, I think we're kind of spoiled. We listen to... They have laugh tracks to make sure people laugh. You know, it's. I agree. Uh, I agree. You know, our humor here is not as well as it is over there. But anyway, and he was an Australian, and and I think he was, uh, he should have been um, knighted. I don't know why. I mean, he got the OBE, which is the Order of the British Empire, but he he never got no, uh, uh, knighted, and that surprised me. It is because uh, he was pretty close with the royal family, from what what yeah. I heard. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Tail, thank so, you so much for taking my question. I, I appreciate it, and, and looking forward okay, to. Okay, nice uh, talk to him. We'll have yeah. a talk again. We'll have a talk. Yeah, just whatever you get opportunity. I know you're a busy man, so yeah. that's good. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Kurt. Okay, I got I got Stacy from Oz. What is she doing? I'm sure she'll be in bed. Oh, tell her that. that um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to comment for that because you know it's going to be bad. Oh, hello. Can you hear me, guys? Oh yeah, we can hear you. How hello? can we not? <laughs> oh, that's not very nice to say to your friends. Oh my God! You know, you oh, would, you oh. make sure you're heard. I mean, don't don't get offended suddenly. <laughs> I have to ask you one quick question about. Um, about the Sam Ritter interview, did you, your face looked like you were thinking, what the hell is she going to say on national American TV? Did you worry? I was hoping you didn't worry because I wasn't, I would never say anything no, bad to no. embarrass you like that. I wasn't that. worried. Only on these phone calls. You no, looked, I you wasn't looked worried. Surprised, I, I think you looked, you looked surprised as to how the hell did she wingle this one, didn't you? I, know, I could tell your face was like, how the hell did she pull this off? <laughs> and I just, after question to Sam, and he said to me... He told me, he told me before we went on, there was a fan from Australia. I said, oh, so I knew it had to be you. (laughs) And then when they had your picture up there, I went, my God, that woman could find 
an opening what? anywhere. I thought, oh dear, and, and, and it was what um, three or four o'clock in the morning. Yes, it was. The things I, I think, technically you kept me awake at three a.m. That's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry so about. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Did you sell your other? Did you sell your other kidney? <laughs> Not yet, but I'm just waiting for the first scar to heal from the first one. But the other one's getting cold down the track, probably. Um, <laughs> So just a couple of quick things I wanted to ask you about. I'm going to keep it mostly sensible, even though I haven't already. Um, so there's a Netflix program on at the moment called Unknown, The Lost Pyramid. Have you seen that yet? Have you watched that? You should watch that. I watched it last night. Um, now you asked me a question, you, and you answered it for me. Can okay. I answer it? Sorry. Sure. You have the floor, Yes, I've watched it. It's, it's a pyramid in Saqqara. Mm. I've been I there many times. Huh? Mm. I found it very interesting myself, actually. Um, yeah, it's pretty. Um, what I was well, it's the ancient you, though, cemetery. So, mm, mm. Um, what I was going to ask in relation to that, though, so that when you think about it, literally, like archaeologists, or when you're uncovering all these treasures and things, like archaeologists. It's typically like robbing graves, aren't you? You know, when you think about it in that context, like how is, are they not protected so people can't do that? Or as a qualified archaeologist, that gives you permission, that's your job, that's what you do? You know what I mean? Because I've wondered about that. Well, it's not like, these, you know, it's not like in their religion. This is history. This is part of trying to understand their ancient culture. And how they lived. I mean, it's also part of tourism. It's part of new knowledge. Um, it's not like, you know, we dig up graves today. That would be sacrilegious. Uh, mm. what's, what's that noise? What's that noise? Not me. It's not my end. I don't know. No, I don't know. It's somebody... not my end either. Uh, okay, no, so... I'm, I'm um, yeah, so, yeah, Saqqara is where the Step Pyramid is. And because they thought at one point um, so much of Egypt had been discovered, now they realize, you know, from 29%, they've only found 5%. And, um, you know, I've, I've been there. I've been in the tombs uh, when they've discovered them. So, yeah, it's a, a fascinating culture because they contributed so much, just like the Chinese and the Greeks and the Italians, you know, they were artists. And, and Egypt, because it's, there's always a sense of mystery, because they always believed in the afterlife, even in those times. Mm. Um, I mean, I felt myself feeling a little bit, like, emotional, like, watching, going, this is, like, all the stuff they're uncovering, as you have probably felt, I'm sure, many times, this stuff is so old, and, like, to just... And even that um, the Dr. Zahi Huasu, I know you you have met back in the past, he's like found this little um, thing in the ground. Like this hasn't been touched for like thousands of years. It's like it's pretty crazy. It's like very mind-blowing. I, I I had... Yeah, well, I wish he'd come off the way he does on TV in person because he's not a nice man. He's he's really quite a dreadful human mm. being. I, I met him mm, a number okay. of times mm. and he's very very rude. But uh, he's done a lot for mm. Egypt. And, uh, mm. you know, the reason why so much has been preserved because the climate is very dry. And so, um, mm. so there's been, you know, that's what keeps it. If there was moisture and all that, uh, well, then a lot of those things would have been lost. 
uh, especially things near the Nile, because water does seep in like it has with the um, the Sphinx. You know, there is there is a tomb at the bottom of the Sphinx, 400 feet down, and they lost a lot because the, the Nile seeped in and has has destroyed quite a bit of of their li- ancient library. So, um, you know, it, it's endless. I mean, you know, the world is. That's why I love history because. Uh, you know, there's so much to learn and, and, and about other cultures. Yeah, okay. Um, anyway, nice, nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, and thanks for coming on oh, and being a guest on, okay. on, on Sam Rubin's show. <laughs> I, wasn't, I, had, I had another question, actually, but that's okay. I can, I can move on because other people are waiting. That's okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you. And, I, just, and I, just, I just spent two, almost two hours on another show, so yeah. I'm a bit okay. tired. That's okay. But, That's all right. I'll uh, move on. That's okay. All good. No worries. All right. Okay. Thanks for your time. Have a good one, mate. See ya. Thank Thanks. you, love. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Yes. Let's see. Andrea. Uh. <laughs> Go ahead, Andrea. Hello. Sorry, my thing was on mute. Um. Okay, so let me ask a couple things, Teo. I listened to your um, interview earlier. I watched it. It was good. Very good. So now I know you've been talking about this podcast that I can't wait to see for, like, over a week steady. So let me ask you a couple things that have nothing to do with it. So a very short question. What book are you reading right now? And is it fiction or nonfiction? It's about the Mossad. Okay, no, well, that could be both. And it's by da- it's by Daniel Silva. I just got his newer one. I'm reading his one from last year, which I haven't had a chance to finish because I've been writing so much. But I read all 24 of his books. I remember that phrase that you like him. Okay, how about yes. uh, two more questions? Let me think. Um, what is your favorite? Summer recipe that you would make maybe on a grill or a gas grill or what would you make? Say for me if I were coming over, just happened to be in the neighborhood. Octopus. Really? Okay. Well. Okay. All right. And then. Now, if I was, you know, what do you do? What do you cook on a grill? You know, probably whole fish. Although Americans don't like, they like things. Delayed. Uh, I like to serve the fish whole. Um, How about swordfish? No, I never eat swordfish because there's worms in that. Oh, don't ruin Ooh. it for me. Okay, so we're going to say swordfish won't be served at your place. And no. here is my final. This is your dilemma question. If you were offered one of these two things, which would you pick? A trip of a lifetime or a role of a lifetime? Well, it depends. Firstly, is they're kind of ambiguous because a trip of a lifetime, I think I've made. I've seen so many, so many, so many, I've been on so many journeys. But as far as yeah. the role of a lifetime, you know, it depends on what it is. What is the role of a lifetime? Um, I wouldn't think that, uh, getting a new story on Days of Our Lives would be a role of a lifetime. 
Um, no. I, I think if if there was something with Mission Impossible, you know, in a film like that, or something to do with espionage, um, I probably would do that. I wanted to see you do like a Mossad role or something. Can you can you do other? I mean, can you do accents? I mean, you have one, so can you do other accents? Well, you know, if you've ever seen Mission Impossible, I did a lot of accents on that. I didn't see it. I know I'm slow. I can't. I'm behind time. Um, but okay, well, I will. I will let you know. Well, Andrea, one. thank you for calling in. Well, you're welcome for answering the phone. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so before I take a couple a couple more callers, I just wanted to have you tell our viewers about your podcast. And, you know, I want you to you know to let them know like um, a little bit about it. Um. Well, I I I I think when I I had gone to Troy with Sherry Anderson, who used to be the head writer of Days, in um, twenty odd years ago, and mm-hmm. the idea was, you know, we wanted to write a script on 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 Schliemann and the discovery of the gold of Troy. So we went there and we. We actually, when we arrived, it, it was so cold. It was in January. I remember Sherry looking at me saying, well, at least I brought my umbrella. And and so we arrived at uh, a place called Hizovic, or Troy, and we'd, go, we'd gone to the Dardanelles, across the Dardanelles to Gallipoli, which was quite emotional. Mm. But when we when we arrived, Sherry opened her umbrella because it was pouring and it went straight into up the air and it disappeared. That's how long <laughs> she had her umbrella. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, we sat, you know, when there's no, you're standing on nine cities built over each other. I mean, it's fascinating. And you look out and you think, you know, this is where the war took place of the Trojans and the Greeks. And it was a 10 year war. And having studied the Iliad and the Odyssey, you know, it, made my imagination kind of sore. Uh, I went again mm-hmm. by myself, and um, this time I rode on a horse with my guys across and up. Uh, up and had the, It was during the summer, so it was hot. But something spoke to me, and so when I went to the Greek Museum in Athens, the Archaeological Museum, and they recognized me there from mission, uh, uh, so they wanted to help me, and so out of that helping, they introduced me to the Minister of Culture, and then I went through all those documents of Schliemann uh, at the Journalius Library, 60,000 of them, and then, um, and then I, went to, I got permission to visit his mansion, which was closed, and I came back and Sherry said, why don't you write the first draft? And so I wrote the first mm-hmm. draft on, on it. And um, all these years later, I just did a rewrite and modernized it, um, but the podcast came because um, I'd been to Mycenae where, you know, the the curse of Atreus, which is a fascinating, and that's in episode two, and the curse started mm-hmm. in around 1500 BC, and um, and what took place was uh, uh, the king's brother came to, to visit, and he ended up seducing the king's wife, and she had twins, and so of course he he is ousted from uh, from the city. And um, a year later, he invites his brother back, 
and when his brother comes back and brings his, the two children with him, um, he throws a party and forgives his brother. And But what really happened was they had killed the two boys and chopped them up and served it as a dinner. And that began the curse of Atreus. And so that's how the second one really is about. But it's also about the enormous treasure that Schliemann found. And so, you know, I've, I've, I've laid down into the, the grave sites um, just wondering what it must have been like to be there in those, those times and the great tombs that are there. Um, mm-hmm. they're, th- they're called Thoros tombs. So out of this, um, and then I went last year uh, to, because I was interested in Ulysses as part of the trilogy of Homer and where, did, where does Ulysses really live in, in, in the ancient world? And so the island they're talking about, that was uh, the island of Ulysses, was not right. And it was an English scholar who decided that the island of Cephalonia is the island of an area called Palikir because in the, between the 4th and 6th century, a, a giant earthquake happened and brought an entire mountain mm-hmm. down and brought two islands together. And that's why Ithaca disappeared. It happens to sit on the worst earthquake, one of the worst earthquake zones in the world. So I met with the uh, scholar and the explorer, and I went trekking up and down the mountain, and uh, and all the new discoveries have done on Ulysses. And that's the third one, and the fourth one, all about mm-hmm. the times when they tried to kidnap me at the pyramids, the way the um, uh, Hezbollah thought I was an Israeli spy, and they pulled me out of the car in Lebanon, threw me against the wall, threatening me. Uh, and because two days before that, they got two spies and hung them in the square. So it's all about those stories and why I told this story in particular. So that's what the podcasts are about. And they're all, and finding all the treasures that, that Schliemann found. And so, and, and there's a great right. romantic story with Schliemann and the woman he chose to, to go along this journey of uh, finding the treasures that he believed he could find. And her name was Sophia, and she was Greek, and he called her his Helen of Troy. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, and um, Heinrich Schliemann, and I think there's a, from what I've been listening to some of your interviews, a parallel between you and him. His father, at eight years old, gave, gave him a book. He gave him the Homer's book, The Iliad, um, to read. And I heard where when you were eight years old, your family um, asked you what you wanted to be when you grew up, and you said an archaeologist. Right. So, like full circle right. there, you know, discovered Troy, and now you're back discovering oh. Troy. I found that. Yeah, of... Yes, that's an interesting parallel. Uh, yeah, you know, when you're poor, just like he was, you, you, you've mm-hmm. got nothing more to think about except, you know, going uh, climbing somewhere. It's better than where you were. And, um, and Schliemann, mm-hmm. uh, which I loved when he said that he was going to find the treasures of Troy, when he was eight years old, and at the age of 67, he did. And, mm-hmm. you know, he went, he became a billionaire, basically, and he was able to, he became an archaeologist, um, you know, he even came to California during the gold rush and made a huge amount of money. But, uh, uh, you know, so out of this is coming all of these stories, and, and, and as I was saying earlier, that I'm, that the script, uh, is also coming out of this <clears throat> called the lost treasures because it's plural as opposed to the lost treasure of the script and these are called the lost treasures 
So, you know, treasures in life can mean many things, but um, I think I'd I'd like to continue with the podcast. I found it's something I really enjoy. You don't have to be in front of a camera. It could be any time of the day. You can stand in front uh, of the microphone and just tell your stories, and and you can act it out and be animated, and nobody can Mm -hmm. see you really. And so you're performing in a different kind of way than you would with a camera in front of you. Right. And I like tell anybody if they're on Facebook, um, you can see a little bit of a tease of your um, podcast on the, the lost treasures on Facebook. All they have to do is search that and they should be able to find that. So. Yeah, I did a, okay. a new page, a new cover page mm-hmm. uh, of the lost treasures. Yes, so, yeah, on yours. it's up there. So they can check that out. Okay, I have um, Carrie wants um, Carrie wants to ask a question. Hi, Hello, Carrie. Hi, Katie. How are How you? Good, good. 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 I loved your scenes with Leanne when they went out to dinner and Anna was discussing Nicole's pregnancy and she tried to cover it up by claiming she was pregnant. So you guys were just amazing. And oh, you know. Well, you know, Carrie, we, we loved doing those scenes because it was like the golden age scenes we used to have of where, you know, you catch Anna, this is where her character, you know, she would play on things and then he'd catch her and but always ended up with the love and, and so there was all this mischief thing going on between them and, uh, you know, just brought the old chemistry back. Um, I don't know why, you know, we have ageism. I really mm-hmm. don't, especially when, when you get older, you know more and life's better in many ways because you understand things, and yet they don't write that. I mean, it's not fair really to the audience that we don't allow them to understand that getting older brings the great wisdom. I mean, look at what they, the way they're treating Biden and saying he's old and everything, and you're saying, do you understand the kind of wisdom this man has? Or when you get that much older, if you've had mentors, my mentors... When they reached those ages, they were extraordinary. They had great minds, and they shared the knowledge with you. And um, and it should reflect the stories that we tell. It can't always be. Mm-hmm. Somebody dropped. Yeah, to take Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Somebody else. It looks like his yeah. call dropped off. Okay. Yeah, Did I somebody else saw it. it. Yeah, it said it dropped. Oh. Oh no. Hopefully he'll call could back. You text him? Yeah, could you text him to call back in? He might not know it. That's a bummer. I really wanted to hear what he had to say. Oh yeah. Actually, he was the last one on the on the queue. Yeah, he was, and yeah, so all of a sudden mm-hmm. it dropped. Yeah, I was getting ready to. And actually, I don't think that, I think he was calling on his home phone. Oh. Yeah, so I can't text him. I message him. Oh. <laughs> so I hope he can figure it out. He's probably there talking to himself because it's probably <laughs> when I. Well, I was like going to. My call will drop, and. My call will drop and 
Well, do you guys know, because I've missed some of the PR on this so far and, and this part of the beginning of the podcast. Um, do you know if, um, as we watch for him to come back on maybe, um, do you know, is it going to be like a monthly podcast, a weekly? What is he planning? Or it's kind of random? or? Oh, no, it's it's every two weeks. Oh, cool. Okay. Always and then do you know if he's going to have, like, guests on at some point? Like, after he's done a lot of his own content, does he plan on, like, having guests of maybe people he's traveled with on some of these adventures? Maybe Sherry or, you know, somebody in the that's a expert mm-hmm. in the artifacts or something like that, somebody from the Getty mm-hmm. Museum or, you know, just things like that. Has he thought about doing that? I think it would be interesting um, to watch know. him engage with somebody or listen to him get, engage with somebody else, too. Has he called back yet? Nope. I don't no. see him. Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, if you text, yeah, if you text him, he may see it, see see it on his cell, even though he's on his landline. But um, oh well. <laughs> I know we still have some listeners on that are one uh, one's listening. Um, ha- haven't been able to reach oh, I guess them. I- and yeah. I know Andrea and Stacy are still on. Hello, Andrea and Stacy. <laughs> but um, okay. yeah. Oh, there he is. He's back. There on. he is. I, I got, got him. him. You know, it's so funny. Here I was talking to myself, and talking I thought, oh, oh well, maybe, maybe the gods uh, stopped and dropped the call because no one was supposed to hear what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> no. We, we knew you were talking to yourself. <laughs> I didn't even know I was talking to myself, and then suddenly I said, I finished it by saying, well, aren't you glad you asked that long-winded answer? And I'm going, hello, hello, and I said, oh, here we go. Sorry. Sometimes that happens, your call drops. Blog talk just dropped, yeah. just dropped it. Would you you want to repeat yourself or no? (laughs) I don't know. It was very spontaneous, so. um, Oh, right. (laughs) I don't remember. Huh? I said you're such anyway. a good sport. All right. Carrie, did you have anything else you wanted to ask? You were talking about the Leanne and, and him and the pregnancy thing. Oh, um, do, do we have anything to look forward to? Is, um, did you guys shoot anything that's going to air this year? No. Oh. Uh, yeah, no. I, I found it a shock, actually, but we've had so many delays and so many changes going on and now we're going to have even more changes and I think from what I read, not that I know definitely, but there's going to be more changes next week uh, there have been we're postponed again so you know in many ways as much as I, I kind of miss doing the show if I had not, I wouldn't have been able to do this podcast the way I've been doing because you know I've been doing this podcast for two the last two years and wrote wow. over 80 pages, and wow. and my agent uh, who's producing it, he he um, put some really uh, good sound effects in in the story. So it's not just telling a story. There's all these this music, these sound effects of, cool. of whatever's happening, the explosions, and you know. So it's good. It's real, and um, and I love just you know telling a story where it. Um, where you can act it out. 
you know, it's, yeah. it's you know, you could tell that you don't act stories out when you're telling stories at a table or something with friends. Right. You don't really act it out, but when you're doing a podcast, I mm-hmm. found that to be really interesting. You know. Yeah, totally different sort of skill set of uh, from some yes. of the other things. You've done. Yes, yes, yes. Very it cool. Is. It is, but it is exhausting to do because you know most of it is done in one take. And you, oh, you yeah. read it through. And it's funny, the mind sometimes plays games with you. When you're reading, you think sometimes, oh, this is going well. And then suddenly you, you, you flub. Uh, so the, this ego is always there to say, hey, I'm here, don't forget. <laughs> you know, I'm going to trip <laughs> you in a minute. Well, hi, this is Anna. I was just going to ask real quick, just because I know you're tired. You had an uh, event before this as well. I just wanted to ask really quick. Well, first of all, I wanted to say I agree with Carrie. Those scenes with uh, Leanne were amazing. I very rarely rewatch scenes, but I watched that one several times. Those those scenes several times. So those were great. Um, and I did have a question about um, with the podcast. Of course, I've told you before that you led me being Greek, reading your history, and being intrigued by the Greeks. I got into all of that when I was in junior high, high school, and took an advanced honors class in college on Greek civilization, ancient Greek civilization. So I guess you could say at that time I had I, I developed a love for the ancient Greeks and a current one at that point. But um, meaning you. But um, anyway, I uh, was just wondering um, as you go along with this, I understand it's gonna, the podcast is going to be every two weeks in the beginning. Um, do you have any thoughts about maybe bringing on later on down the road, maybe some people that you shared the journeys with, like maybe Sherry, to maybe t- to talk about some of those things, or somebody like maybe from the Getty Museum or something like that? I don't know. I'm just curious. I mean, you're certainly interesting enough to listen to for sure. But I was just wondering if you thought about maybe engaging other other people in with it as well. I I do. The oh, third good. one. Oh, the third one, good. I have the explorer and scholar, John Corshaw. And while we were taking the trek up and down the mountain, I have that recorded conversation with him. Oh. And I sent, I sent it to him, and he, he said he listened to it twice. He loved it. So that, oh, that wonderful. Yes. I love that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm pre- All right. You. Well, thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. Oh. All right. Okay. Um, just wanted to ask you one um, last question. I know you're tired, and we can let you go. Um, I, um, you know, from your seducing celebrities and, and your books and everything, um, um, Heinrich Schliemann, what meal would you make for him? Do you have any idea what you would make, what you would make for him? If you what I think him? about him? Well, he's German. And influenced by, I'm sure, the Greeks. Um, you know, I was never crazy about German food when I was there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, too much potatoes. And even though I do like sauerkraut, but I'm not big on sausages because they're not healthy for you. Um, I probably would do a fish dish, I think. A fish dish or even even maybe mm-hmm. I, I like to cook a rack of lamb. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted something Greek, I probably would make like I did. I had 14 people for dinner a couple of weeks ago, and I cooked moussaka, which I hadn't done 
for a few years and I realized why it's just a lot of work and um, mm-hmm. it took four, five hours and it was very upsetting when someone decided to cut into it and didn't know how to cut into it and, and they mish, mashed it as if it was pasta or something and you know it's all layered and to me if you're going to serve someone a meal it's very important how it looks on the plate I mean, who wants to see scrambled eggs, if you know what I mean? So I, 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 after five hours of work, I, I kind of lost it. And, and suddenly I felt like I was Andre de Mera for about a minute uh, and just went at them. And I thought, you know, what the hell were they doing? And also Leanne was trying to help. And then I said, no, I'll take over. And she got upset with my tone and went and sat somewhere else tonight to that say to her, honey, I'm tired. I'm, I'm cooking for 15, 14 people. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's very important. You know, it's a whole, you know, it's, it's, it, it's like a performance. And it then goes through, you know, the lighting and the dialogue and all that. And it comes together. And then it's edited and then presented. So it mm-hmm. takes a lot of work and a lot of people to bring something forward. So when you cook, um, you want the person who's being served, that they're having something special that you did for them. Mm-hmm. And and it's very important, you know. I mean, you don't go to the ball in an apron, if you know what I mean. You know, you go, you, you know how to present it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so what's for dinner tonight? Did you figure out I what was for dinner? I don't know. I, I, I'm not in the mood after all this to go in the kitchen and start cooking. Um, I already cooked myself some salmon uh, earlier and um, some wild salmon. Um, So I I may do something simple like eggs and and shiitake mushrooms on on a a toasted bagel or something. I don't know. I'm not, I'm just, you know, my mind's tired. It's very, um, I'm not into it. I like to go and do a workout. I also would like to go and do a workout, mm. but, you know, that's it. Um, so uh, is, is there any more questions with anyone? Um, I think that, mm, some people are just listening because they're shy or, you know, intimidated. Oh, no. I, guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're afraid of Andre, I think. I don't know. But, but so this, uh, this is Teo. Andre and Tony are upstairs. <laughs> Oh, what are they boy. doing up there? <laughs> I don't know. I would have had, you know, I'm lying here. Are they having a sword fight? No, no, I put them in their place. No, I, I, I you know, I, I got tired and I thought, I don't know what I'm doing. I was going to make myself a cocktail, I, but I don't drink very much. And so I thought, uh, oh, maybe I'll make a martini like I used to and, and be interviewed <laughs> in bathtubs and things like yeah. that. But, Oh, not anymore. Not, not anymore. Oh, but I'm lying on the couch here, and and uh, yeah. so I'm what I'm comfortable. Hey, huh? that's okay. That's good. What did you say? You what am I wearing? Yes. What are you wearing? And what are you drinking? I'm just, well, you I just had a I had a a juice I made from uh, from uh, pineapple and cucumber. Uh, mm. I had that, and uh, I'm wearing just a shirt. Mm. Oh, just a shirt. a shirt. Okay. 
Any buttons? Okay. Or pants? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just a shirt. Uh, all right. <laughs> My day is complete now. <laughs> was it that I was nice going to go downstairs and do some push-ups. Huh? Was it that nice red shirt you had on before? Oh, hey. Yes. Somebody yes. just called in, may or may not want to talk. Let me check and see real quick before we get off. Well, they're a little late to the party. <laughs> Did um, you know who called from you know where? From you know, I don't know. Michelle, you know Michelle. She all this. Hold on, Michelle. Hi. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Hi Teo. It's Michelle from Maryland. Michelle from Maryland. That rhymes. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just sitting here listening and having such a good time hearing Carrie and Marianne, and you have created this fan base that has been together for a long time now and it originated because of days of our lives and i was just wondering what would be your favorite storyline from days well it was first created this 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 group of women because of dirty thoughts i think no Uh, (laughs) i think so i remember some of the questions and not that I didn't help. Um, <laughs> oh, I think yeah. some of them actually you got did. banned from a you message did. board once. Did they? <laughs> oh, my <Yeah>. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, what, what would I do? do as far as what was my favorite storyline that I've had? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I did like that story that I did with... Um, John Black character mm-hmm. of where I set up his murder, mm-hmm. my murder. That was a good I, I thought that was kind of that was kind of a, a good story. Um, I always felt James Riley's stories were a bit over the top. Um, I think you know a lot of. I like when I liked it when Anna and I met again after. All those years, and she thought I was dead, and she thought she was carrying me in her. her that was amazing. Uh, I never thought I would see that reunion in my life, and it was exciting. You know, and I and I I must say, you know, with Joe, I had some great times with Joe. Um, also, when when Andre went through that explosion, his face was scarred, and. I had to conduct my in front of the mirror that being Machiavellian. I remember I enjoyed that. And scenes, you know, with Billy. I always loved working with Deidre. And mm-hmm. and Lauren, you know, I had some wonderful yes. things with Lauren. Oh, yeah. And I oh, thought yeah. they were shortchanged. Definitely. Um, you know, when we got married, you know, that was kind <laughs> of fun. You know, I, I suppose I, I've been fortunate that, you know, I've worked with people that I resonated with. So um, there are quite a few stories when you think of the 40 years or 41 years I've been doing it. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but uh, there so aren't too many people. You can't pick I a favorite? <laughs> uh, I, I, I like no? the, the time. I, I'll give you one of them. When Anna DeMera designed and, and uh, Calliope and Eugene were there, <laughs> that oh, was yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they were fun. Fun, that was fun material to do, and they were so unpredictable, those two. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, and Honor and I, you know, all the stuff we did together, you know, we created those things. I mean, she, you know, it's known that she didn't want to work with me in the beginning because she thought, who is this upstart? But, um, you know, she kind of tamed me a bit, I think, because I was awfully opinionated in those days. I, I'm a little more sensible now. But um, she, she's always a joy, and that's why we've remained so close after all these mm-hmm. years. And, and the same thing with Lauren, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much the mm-hmm. men. I was with Joe, but he, he left us. But the men's yeah. different. They're, they're a different... The ego and all that is... Mm-hmm. Kind of, um, I like mm-hmm. Billy. I must say, I've always enjoyed working with Billy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a couple there I didn't. I always was amused with John Black because he huffed and puffed. So that always made me laugh, you know, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. When Drake would get really serious and give me his over-the-shoulder look and raise his <laughs> eyebrow. And, and, <laughs> you know, that was always fun to to play with. Um yeah, that's probably. I mean, I think there's been some wonderful, uh, you know, uh, stories over the years, uh, and I, I loved it when I liked the relationship with Joe. Um, yeah. yeah. And that we was real, you. you know. Yeah, that was. We loved that was you. you know, but anyway, thank you for your question. Was there thank another? You. Was that? That's it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, I think that's it. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. At least I, I was lounging. Was, uh, you stayed awake. Now, why would you say that? Stayed awake. <laughs> like I've ever fallen asleep in one of your interviews? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. She says you should order. You should order a pizza, Teo. <laughs> no, no, they're not good for you. That's not good for you. Pizza. No, I mean, take, uh, who's, listen. That fast food can be very enticing. Pizzas and hamburgers mm-hmm. and all that, but they've got their days. I don't, you know. Um, I keep a frozen pizza just in case. There's an emergency yeah. or something, but other than that, no. But mm-hmm. um, I, I call me wait after you finish, and uh, I'm going to ask you. Yeah, I take will. care, Anna. Take care. Thank you. Thank you take for care, everybody for coming. It was lovely. Always nice Thank to talk to, to the girls and Thank and to Kurt too. Thank you. Take care. Yeah. Yeah. Good night. Bye. Good night. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.